Hi guys, today with me I have coach John Newell. He's originally from California, but he's coaching now in Tennessee, has incredible coaching experience. He's been a high school athlete himself, very successful in college and a professional athlete. And now a coach who's going to share some incredible things that he learned over the years. He's going to talk to you guys about things that he's looking for in recruits. Very important how he approaches recruiting a process. So stick around, check it out. If you have some time, review this podcast. It's going to help us a lot. And do ask questions. We'll try to see what we can answer. And please do take notes because Coach Joe Newell is taking some time to share with you guys some incredible, incredible things that's going to be very helpful for your recruiting, for your coaching. If you're a young coach and you're trying to be a throws coach, he's going to share with you some details about that as well. And I think you're going to find it very, very, very helpful. So stick around and enjoy. All right, John Newell from Tennessee. John is a longtime coach, very experienced coach. We know each other for some time now. John, welcome. How you been? Great. Thanks for having me. How's everything in Tennessee with uh, all this craziness going on? It it hasn't really started to erupt. Uh, I think people are doing a good job of social distancing, and um, especially in Knoxville County, Knox County, um, I think 73 cases, uh, confirmed cases. So um, it's it's definitely changed the life way of life. My brother, you know, my brother is out here. He was, he's from California. Uh, he came out about five weeks ago just for, you know, he wasn't planning on staying this long, but, uh, he's been here and he doesn't want to go back to California just because yeah. of the population, you know? Yeah. You know, but yeah. so far, you know, the grocery stores are, getting you know yeah. keeping their stocks up and you know still can't find hand sanitizer but yeah <laughs> yeah or uh, or a towel a paper towels right um yeah it, it's crazy it's really unusual times that this this never happened when did something like this happened in our time right um yeah. so i think when we talked about this how amazing job people uh are doing staying home and uh, how uh, services uh, medical services are doing incredible job and they're true heroes while we're going through this. So hopefully, hopefully we'll end soon and we can uh, continue with the, with the track and field season. Yeah, just life. You know, this my, my brother job, yeah. said it. He said this this is probably the end of the handshake. Yeah, yeah. I never you thought know, about it, that. It, it's going to change uh, society. No, it's really unusual. Like, how do you make it a little awkward, right? You don't want to. It's like it's not you, it's me, kind of thing, right? <laughs> like, I don't know if I have it, right? Yeah, well, that's yeah, that's what again, you know, my brother listens to talk radio and, and uh, he just keeps saying he's like, you know, just treat it as if you had it and you don't want to give it to someone else. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, well, well, we'll stay tuned. Hopefully, like I said, this whole thing comes down together. I wanted to talk to you about everything <laughs> from the from the birth <laughs> i wanna i wanna know everything about you obviously we know each other for for a while now since 2005 so i have a i have a very fond experiences at uga and you were a big help for me over there when i first came you introduced me to uh, american culture you and, and everybody else on the team right yeah. you guys were very helpful to me how did you get into throwing in the first place I, I didn't start throwing until my junior year of high school, which is kind of late. My mom, I played football um, 
all throughout high school. I wrestled uh, all throughout high school. And then I actually played in the band. Okay. So I played in the jazz band. Yeah. Yeah. I was super, super cool. Super yeah, cool. You're very talented. Uh, I know that. <laughs> I was a hard work. I didn't have the, 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 the gift of music, but I've always loved it. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. But that's not luckily, true. I I heard you play. You play really well. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> in auditoriums, in classrooms, I heard you play. <laughs> in Dan Fest. In band, yeah, yeah. That, that was very good. No, Dan Fest. Dan Fest, yes. Oh, that's yeah. Three, the, three according to Rafa, the most epic night in his life. <laughs> I wish it actually is recorded. I think is Lucas it really? Yeah, Lucas might have a copy of Danfest. Oh, he's going to be next on this uh, podcast interview okay. slash YouTube. Okay. <laughs> he's going to have to bring that. But, uh, yeah, so uh, with throwing, uh, to make a long story short, I kind of switched uh, my friend group a little bit. My parents, mm. I grew up Mormon uh, in Woodland, California. Mm. Uh, actually, grew up with Joe Camarina, who was a former American record holder. So yeah. I've known Jill since we were 10 years old. Wow. Um, we both went to the same same church, and and yeah. uh, she was good at all all, all sports. Yep. And uh, started working out at the the same place as her, like mm -hmm. uh, Gary Mann's patio in Woodland, where okay. I, I learned how to lift. Um, and uh, it was a unique time uh, being from Woodland, um, and we had, uh, I mean, more Division One athletes. Uh, through that four-year time uh, you know the most notable one is probably Dustin Pedroia who was uh, played for the Red Sox he's a World Series MVP oh wow and he's a year younger than me um, okay. so Jill and Katie McKeever Paul Pinneger played football at Fresno State mm -hmm. uh, just a really unique time you know great coaches in, in high school uh, but look again uh, changed my friend group up because I was getting in a little bit of trouble and uh <laughs> started hanging out with kids that were a little more focused on school. My buddy Tuan, my best friend in, in high school, I wouldn't be in college without him. He's like five, six Vietnamese guy with a temper. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I actually went to go play tennis my junior year. Okay. I tried out for tennis. Yeah. Because my, all my friends were playing tennis. And I got through the second day of tryouts. And Tuan was like, dude, you, you, you kind of suck at this. He's like, you, you should – just go throw, you know, you should like go you do You have something. a strong forehand, but you can't, precision <laughs> is not your strength. Huh? Exactly. So I, you know, my, the, the throwing coach there, Rob Rathbun, phenomenal coach. He was also my football coach, um, super intense guy. He coached Jill, um, yeah. Katie McKeever. We had uh, three girls um, when I was there uh, all over 44 feet in the shot. And then wow. over, at the same over, time, same time, Jill was 50, 50 feet 10, Tatum Keever threw 47.9, and Maureen Pacheco threw 44.10. Okay. You know, and that was all on the same team. And then, uh, you know, uh, Jill was a 160-foot discus thrower in high school. Yeah. Katie threw 171. Maureen threw 145. Um, and then uh, just it, we had like 40 throwers, you know. Yeah. So I came out, and my first day, uh, there was a kid that picked on me growing up. You know, imagine a kind of half ginger kid that was chubby growing up. You know, I kind of main target. And I was pretty shy. Yeah. But uh, I, I came out there and he was throwing. He was like a 44-foot shot putter. And he was like, you're never going to beat me. Mm. And and kind of like, you know, you have no business here. Mm. 
but I, uh, to be honest, from the first day, I fell in love with it. Yeah, and and yeah. rapping was a big part of that because he was so, he wasn't falsely positive. Okay. He had high expectations and he was very passionate. Um, and he saw that obviously Jill had a ton of talent. Katie had a ton of talent. And uh, he was trying to get me to come out since, mm. you know, my freshman year to throw. And for yeah. two years, I didn't. I kept wrestling. Wrestling was a winter sport. Yeah. And then I did freestyle wrestling in the spring. Okay. So I, I didn't do freestyle my junior year. Started throwing my first meet. I threw 39 feet and 101 feet in the discus. So, <laughs> and then, but I, you know, I had a small friend group. Um, but still, I, I've always been kind of like a loner. Uh, mm. And like on the weekends and stuff, my parents were pretty strict. So I couldn't stay out super late. Mm. So I was usually up really early on the, in the weekends. Mm-hmm. And I just go throw every Saturday, you know, just until I got tired. Sometimes I go awesome. eat, come back and throw, you know, like a hundred throw sessions, you know, yeah. um, and <laughs> that, that's where it started. And then I yeah. developed a love for it. My first year, I ended up throwing my junior year, 53 feet in the shot, 150 in the discus. And then uh, I ended up my senior year throwing 58 feet in mm-hmm. the shot put. And, uh, 165 in the discus as a lefty and uh i did that and coach rappin was like you know after i threw 58 feet it was like a five foot pr he's like you just earned yourself a scholarship i said what (laughs) he's like yeah you want to do this in college i was like that would be awesome he's like yeah i'm gonna pay you to do it and i was like people can get scholarships for track like i just i was just football and wrestling i never thought of it yeah yeah, yeah, I got it recruited just a little for football, but it was just, yeah, I was like, yeah, that would actually be awesome because I didn't know what I was going to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Like at that point, I hadn't done any of my college applications and it was like the spring of my senior year. No one in my family, I have six people in my family yeah. and no one had gone to college, you know? So um, it was never, never a thought, basically. Yeah, right? never, yeah, never a thought. And actually, uh, Mo Satara, he was at Cal Poly Pomona, yeah. recruited me back when he had hair on his yeah. head and left hair on his body. He, <laughs> he recruited me. Um, and ironically, uh, you know, going to Georgia and throwing for Don, Don coached Mo. Um, but uh, the, the path of throwing, I'm kind of long-winded here. I ended up going to Cal Poly Pomona in uh, Los Angeles for one semester. Mm-hmm. And I got down to LA and I was just like, uh, this is not for me. Okay. Um, you know, really liked the teammates there. Hank Kreacher, you know, was the coach when, mm-hmm. uh, when I was there, but just talking to Rathbun, um, he was like, you know, you're not stuck there. You could transfer back. There's a coach at mm-hmm. Sacramento mm-hmm. city college. And one of my high school teammates, Drew Tomlinson was going to Sac city. Okay. So I go back home you know because at that point you know there's family stuff going on and i Mm. wanted to be around uh for my you know younger sisters and Mm. uh i walked into sacramento city college um and justin carvalho uh Mm. was the coach there and he was a hammer thrower at the time he's a 72 meter guy Uh, he Mm. coached jordan young for a little while he has a Mm. club in northwest ohio justin welch uh, nick lane you know he's a really really good coach and uh he really, we became kind of more training partners than anything. 
and uh, he was super dedicated uh, athlete, kept mm-hmm. uh, very detailed journals, and mm-hmm. you know he he would he threw at Sacramento State mm-hmm. uh, in college, and he would tell me stories of going to national meets and you know like the South Carolina throwers at the time like Bert Soren, mm-hmm. Brad Snyder, Kevin yeah. uh, Kevin Mannon, uh, Wolfie, you know Ryan Harrison, and. And he, it was just like, yeah, that's what I want to be. And this was, um, this was be way before YouTube, mm-hmm. but you had like throwfar.org, I think, and you mm-hmm. could download clips. Yep. They would take <clears throat> 10 minutes to download a 10 second clip. <laughs> yes. On a dial, right? <laughs> yeah. I remember downloading John Godina's collegiate record throw at Knoxville, mm-hmm. 22 meters. Uh, while he's at UCLA yeah, and I probably yeah. watched that 40,000 times, you yeah, know, and yeah. had video library mm-hmm. at Sac city and they had, uh, you could rent out VHS tapes and watch them on a little like 10 inch screen. Wow. And they had uh, a track and field video of all like slow motion throws. So okay. I think everyone now it's like Randy Barnes Fallon, like 75 feet when he yeah. was in, you know, his freshman year and yeah, uh, like all the grades, Tafralis. And um, so at Sac City, uh, our coach was a volunteer coach. Mm-hmm. He worked full time. So he didn't come to practice till like three or four every day. Wow. Sometimes I'd, I'd be done with, with classes at noon. So, you know, get some lunch and go literally watch film for really? hours. Yeah. Before the workout, before the practice. Yeah. yeah. On a little slow motion. There's just one video. I couldn't like, get a whole bunch of videos no instagram to speak of you know (laughs) Um, and you know so i threw 58 feet in high school with the 12 Mm. as a glider and then in february of my freshman year of college i i I threw in my first meet and threw 45 feet from the glide and uh the great thrower from cal ruben williams oh yeah oh yeah um (laughs) yeah he was there and he was spinning and he was glider Mm. in high school and i was like i want to spin my coach is like, all right, you got to commit to it. He's like, mm. it's not going to come quick, you know. Mm. So I started the, the process of spinning in the shot, which was my first love. Um, and he also, Justin Carvalho, you know, with him being a hammer thrower, we'd throw hammer every day with him. I hated hammer at the beginning. <laughs> um, it was just so frustrating. Um, and, he, you know, he was also a competitive Olympic lifter. So mm-hmm. he coached us in throwing and Olympic lifting. He was very okay. strict on lifting. Uh, but my freshman year, first meet, 45 feet. And my last meet, 59 feet. Mm-hmm. So at a 14-foot improvement my freshman year. Yeah. And uh, I was just going to, you know, my plan was to go two years at Sac City and then go to UC Davis, which is right by my hometown of Woodland. Yeah, yeah. And uh, – you know, I made a junior team that year and threw 59 feet and actually made the junior team with uh, Jill. Jill was also on the team, so it was kind of cool. Oh, man. From Woodland on the team. Um, and, yeah, threw 59 feet. And then, uh, you know, Hammer progressed. And I came back from our junior trip. And, uh, you know, I don't, I'd maybe had one conversation with the UC Davis coach. Mm-hmm. And come back and my mom's like, all these old men are uh, left messages for you. <laughs> like guys, these coaches from other schools, what's going yeah, on? And I, it blew up. I don't know. And my coach, mm. ra- high school coach who, who, you know, I still 
talk to a lot mm. back then. He was like, all right, you have these coaches that, that want to recruit you. And I was mm. just like, Wait, what? You know? And yeah, it was, uh, you know, a pretty, uh, life changing yeah. thing, you know, like to, to be able to, you know, I, my parents couldn't afford college, yeah. you know? So, um, to have those options was, uh, really cool. And he said, you know, my high school coach is like, uh, you know, here are the schools. This is what I think about the coaches, mm-hmm. you know, but you, you need to make this decision on your own. Yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, back then there wasn't as many rules for. NCAA. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, I had a lot of fun. Um, I went to my first visit was at LSU and Matt Vincent, who, uh, is the hate brand goods, mm. uh, founder CEO he was my host he threw at LSU wow. and super cool guy uh so, and I came back being like oh I'm going to LSU and my coach is like hold on you gotta finish <laughs> it's only a first trip right yeah and uh you know so in LSU Kentucky with coach Kennison who was a great guy um Jeff Chicoin was there also a great guy yep um he was my host there and then uh I went to South Carolina Sarge was was still there, you know, he's one of the longest. He was there. Yeah. He was there then. He's there now. <laughs> yeah. Again, great guy. And then uh my last visit was was Georgia. Hmm. And uh you know, I knew Lucas McKay, the coach okay. at Penn State. We threw uh California Bond. Yeah, through together throughout high school. Um and he was really good in high school and he's always been like an older brother figure to hmm. me. And he's like, man, I'm going to Georgia and uh my recruiting weekend was the weekend after his and mm. a race was my host. Don then is the same as Don now. Mm. Um, you know, you talk to him and you're just like, this guy's really smart. And yeah. at the yeah. time you had Adam Nelson there, mm-hmm. Reese, uh, Brad Snyder, Jason Tonks, chocolates, yeah. bro Greer. Mm. Um, and it was just a really unique training group that yeah. isn't, there's nothing like it now because there can't. You can't. I don't do think it, it ever be. Yeah, it, it will be. That's that was the time to have that, and that it, it cannot be uh, replicated. Yeah, yeah, and I think about that a lot now. Um, obviously, you know, coaching post collegiates. I did it in 2015 and 16 with Tavis Bailey and Stephen yeah. Mosia on that Olympic push, but mm-hmm. they both had full time jobs, and mm-hmm. you know, we trained four or five times a week. And they do a lot of the lifting on their own. Um, but we would, I would coach them from six o'clock at night to sometimes 11, mm, you know, yeah. and, and, uh, I, I had to sacrifice a lot in my, my personal life yeah. to be able to do that. But yeah. it was something I've always wanted to, to help someone to the process of making an Olympian. Olympian. Yeah. Becoming an Olympian. And it was really special. And Tavis is, is, still a great friend you know he's a he's a one-of-a-kind guy mosia mm. one of the sh- strongest craziest mm. things i've ever seen in training incredible um but now you know stamatidas carvalis is here training mm. but uh alex papadimitrio is the greek mm. coach he he does all over writes all over training mm. and uh he was 80 meter, 80 meter hammer throw right oh yeah from greece yes <clears throat> Um, and, and he's really, he's, he's been a, a huge part of, mm. of her success going 7133. Mm. Um, and it's one of those things where, you know, talking to her, she's like, she has a job here. Mm. Um, and so she has a job at the university. So she 
can train with the team every mm-hmm. every now and then, but has to do a lot of stuff on her own. And uh, I, I I can't. It's just really hard to do post collegiates, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, during the summers, you know, she was supposed to be in Europe right now, you know, mm-hmm. before all this yeah. stuff happened. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was best for for her training if you know she spends the important time with Alex in Greece. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. We did it the first year. She went over there uh, where she was on our training and tried to keep doing it over there. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, you know, after she got done with her, her college career, like, mm-hmm. let's let's talk with Alex yeah. and and revamp everything. Because now she's she's going to be just a hammer thrower, right? She's not going to do a shot with discus, right, as much. Yeah. Right? So that's, yeah. everything changes, yeah. Yeah. No school. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, so the post-collegiate thing, it's, it's really hard. I, could, I, I couldn't do it just me, you know, mm-hmm. um, now because with, with the rules and, and just the the – the time you have to spend recruiting yeah. is yeah. and the time you, you know, you spend out on the track, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I understand there's, you know, there's not a huge, can't think of anyone who has a big post-collegiate group, maybe outside of John Smith with mm-hmm. the girls. And it's a, that's a unique situation, yeah. you know, with wife being the head coach, mm-hmm. um, you know, Don had a ton of post-collegiates and a couple of years ago that all ended. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So, uh, I, I mean, I think you do it with Jordan, right? Yeah. No, you can you can have a couple, but yeah, it's it can be really hard. Like you said, with the rules and everything, it's it's extremely hard now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, you throw some amazing stuff here, and uh, the reason I'm doing all these things is is for um, our student athletes who are recruiting to get to know us, right? And get to know our philosophy of training and get to know the path. And what it takes, what it, what you can avoid, things that you can avoid, what are things that are important to save your time. And you, you mentioned really important of your coach rapping, right? And the group that you were hanging out with, how big of an influence that had on you. So how, you know, can you talk to us again a little bit of how important it is who you hang out with, right? You say you are who you hang out with, right? Or you spend time. How important was that to have that, to have a coach rapping so, so believe in you and to have that group? Yeah, well, what happened is I got in a fight and got stabbed, and kind of just made me made me made me think like you know yeah it's it's is this where I'm heading to yeah yeah, yeah. And like you know so and it was like well let's kind of change mm. the friend group which was was tough um, but you know staying focused staying around mm. friends that are motivated and. Uh, you know, I always try to have friends that are a lot smarter than I am, you mm-hmm. know, um, but the people who you hang out with are a big indicator of, of who you, who you are and, and where you're going, you yeah. know, gonna have that yeah. 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 exactly. So the social media, you know, we didn't have it back then, but now you can kind of get a, a feel for who the kid is, you know, so yeah. just depending yeah. On, yeah. on what they're posting. I mean, I've, I'm very selective about who I recruit. I, I don't think I'm like a mass email recruit everyone, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I kind of sit and wait and try to get a feel for, uh, for the kids. And a lot of times I end up recruiting kids that other coaches might think, why, why then, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. but I think being Don was, 
you know, talking about our time at Georgia, mm. who's such a genius in setting up training groups, mm. you know, who you threw with, who you lifted with, mm. what days he'd have me throw with which, like Lucas, which people. But, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, so that, that part was, was genius. And, and the, the, the group pushed everyone. Right. So, mm. you know, when I think about recruiting is when I bring a kid in, how are they going to impact the group? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, because the kids that I have now, the, the athletes, they're my main priority. Yeah. 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 You know, and there's, I, I don't want to sacrifice time for mm-hmm. the kids who are working the hard every day to go, yeah. you know, and spend two days out of the week recruiting. Yeah. 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 You know, um, there's, I mean, sometimes you got to go on a recruiting trip and that, but, uh, I think for, for the kids, the, you know, that might be watching this, you know, be wary of, of what you post and, and again, you know, be around people that are, are motivated yeah. or it doesn't have to be necessarily for throwing, mm-hmm. but just positive people. Yeah. That's we talk about social media now and how important it is the groups uh, that you hang out with, how important it is everything that you do, uh, what coaches look for, right? So uh, us recruiting, uh, we look for athlete that can fit our group, right? An athlete who will not mess up what we have going on. And you don't want to want a kid who can post, you know, crazy things on social media. Like, okay, is this kid good for the group? Like what's, where it is, is this kid serious about training? Is this, uh, kid going to get in trouble all the time. So that that's very, very, uh, I liked what you uh, indicated there and highlighted it because like, I don't think kids these days realized how important these things on social media, how they present themselves, how important it is to coaches and how us now with experience, you know, some experience and older coaches even more, how can you uh, already tell like, oh, this kid is, um, this kid might not fit my group, right? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's way different now, you know, and even now, I mean, with social media, uh, you're my favorite throws pace, UVA throws, but, you know, you, you can see it's almost, uh, you know, kids might be marketing themselves mm-hmm. a certain way mm-hmm. um, and under, they understand the recruiting process a lot better now. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's easier for a kid to reach out and get in contact with a coach which is a really positive thing. And for coaches, you know, like this, you have to have a social media presence, yeah. you know, it gives the, that's what kids aren't watching TV anymore. They're on their phone. So yeah, everything, everything that we do now uh, in terms of recruiting has to be directed to where the kids are. Right. So if they're hanging out on Instagram or they on a, on a Facebook, the coach doesn't have to be there the whole time, 24-7, but he needs to have contact, right? Uh, if I'm yeah. if I'm an athlete looking for a coach uh, and I'm spending most of my time on Instagram, I'm going to, you know, uh, type in Tennessee throws, of all throws. I'm going to go UVA throws. I'm going to check it out and then try to contact the coach there. Um, yeah. So it's a, a just adjustment that we need to do, definitely. And then the kids, what I like, I appreciate what you indicated, that kids – understand now how they need to be per, uh, perceived off right so they you know they post their lifting they post their uh, throwing they post about what they're doing in high school kids right and i like seeing that uh, it's 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 telling me that this kid wants to get better 
he wants to learn he, he or she right they want to throw far uh, and, and it means a lot it means a lot to to us coaches who, who see that uh, so it's now not everybody still has social media right and um, reaching out to those coaches and then talking to coaches uh, high school coaches parents and still think comes back to the same thing right uh, how's this kid uh, in the practice who's he hanging out with how's how determined is he he or she right uh, so all the, relationship they have with their parents so i've had kids you know mm-hmm. come on visits and the how they interact with their parents is, is really telling mm-hmm. you know if they're respectful to their parents if you yeah. can tell they're uh you know a parent child relationship that's important if the yeah. kids yeah. run yeah. everything that's that's tough you know if they're 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 kind of yelling at their their, yeah. their parents or, you know you could see the vibe like who's who is a prisoner is controlling the prison yeah. or or yeah you know is is there an a understanding of of a, not just authority but you yeah. know uh, that's huge that for me that's the biggest one the respect right and i i think some kids might not understand especially for the big schools like yours and mine right like the big schools right the d1 top five right uh you can throw as far as you want, but if you have no respect, I'm not going to recruit you, right? Um, yeah. it, it doesn't matter how far you throw. For us, we have choice, right? You, I've, I've been fortunate to recruit some incredible people. You're being fortunate to recruit some incredible people and, and get to your school where you are, right? So we can choose. And if you want to get to the best, then you have to, you know, you have to respect the process and you just have to be mindful of other people, right? It's The, the world is not centered uh, around. Sometimes kids just, like getting recruited mm. you know and, they, and there's nothing wrong with that yeah. they want to they, they want to be able to go on their five visits yeah. and they want 20 coaches to call you know yeah. um and uh, you know i've recruited kids that have had those tendencies that have turned out to be great mm. um and, but for me like i said before uh, you know i'm i'm select i feel like i'm selective in my recruiting so Perfect. Uh, uh, segue to my next question is: What are you looking for in recruiting? Um, an athlete. I want to see. I have a tendency to like find maybe diamonds in the rough. You know, um, kids that have a big passion for throwing that have um, are going to you know like someone like a, a Joe Maxwell, mm-hmm. sixty through nineteen eighty nine, sixty five mm-hmm. feet, um, Canadian. So many schools passed on that kid. Yeah, yeah, but he called me his junior junior year, you know, and uh, you know, thanks to Rob Young, who like you know, he, Jordan's dad. He has an eye for talent too. Yeah, he does. And and Joe is asking him about schools, and he gave him a list, and you know, Joe called me, and I mean, he wasn't, you know, Jordan's what six five, six six, and just a specimen. <laughs> And uh, he's like, the kid's really small. But Joe, talking to him, he did his research. Mm-hmm. He was, coached himself. He, you know, there was no one forcing him to practice. Yeah. And he has a ring outside of his house, and he'll throw in the snow up in Manitoulin Island, northern okay. Ontario. Okay. And, you know, traveling to meets. And uh, he's super proactive. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he came down here on his visit. And uh, obviously it was – the you know he was small mm-hmm. but he had really big joints and mm-hmm. i was like that's it's okay like our cafeteria is good he's going to be able to <laughs> put on weight um it might take him some time but his first year you know he was 
second to last at the indoor SEC meet. And then, and then he just won, you know, and that was such a great moment for him and no one deserves it more, you Mm -hmm. know, but in that, you know, so that always feels really good, you know? Um, And especially, yeah, he was a great competitor as well, you Mm -hmm. know? So in that, that's, that's That's what you saw. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can throw really far, Mm -hmm. you know, that's great. But I also look at how you do when the pressure is on. I think new balance, the high school new balance me is a great indicator because it's such a big stage. The mm-hmm. kid could do well there. Like that's where I found uh, Jordan West, mm-hmm. you know, and it was a little unfortunate when, when he was coming up because he had like trip throwing 73 feet. You had Jordan Geist, you yeah. had uh, yeah. uh, Bronson Osborne, you, you had uh, Connor Bandell all mm-hmm. throwing over 21 meters, yeah. you know, but Jordan went there in PR and yeah. everyone was gunning for coaching wise, wanted to talk to, you know, Geist and those guys. Yeah. 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 But, I was like, you can have, uh, you know, I was like, just, I felt like the best time that I could, uh, my time would be better spent recruiting Jordan because I just, mm-hmm. I liked him. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. And, and it, he wasn't really phased by the competition. He was trying to go out there and do the best that he could. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing that I look for. Obviously, do you have, are you going to have the ability to throw the college weights for, for the mm-hmm. guys? Yeah. For the girls, I haven't figured it out, man. <laughs> I haven't, but luckily I've, I've been able to coach. Oh, yeah, some incredible them. athletes on the women's side, yeah. Yeah, like, uh, you know, at Michigan State, when I was there, uh, Beth Roll was probably the most, de- easily the most decorated female that I coached. That, to go third uh, in uh, indoors, right? Or second indoors in weight? Yeah, yeah. And she's he made four consecutive NCAA discus uh, yeah. finals for uh, uh eugene and uh she was a 39 foot shot putter in high school and a total walk-on mm. you know um and i've, I've coached some, some great ones cassie where i didn't recruit cassie fraser recruited cassie yeah. um but super hard worker um i i and you know we have you know chandler hayden here now who i think is going to be really good broke our freshman record and latavia means is a yeah. jc girl um, and she's doing phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's two, two different things, recruiting guys and recruiting girls. Some mm-hmm. coaches are really good at one, you know, and finding that talent. Yeah. Um, but the scholarship amount that you have for the women being a lot more is, it changes the game too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, and for the guys, it really changes it because you can't, you, you can't afford to miss on a guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and so I look for that. Oh, and then along those same lines, are they going to be able to come in and do what mm. what my coach, my boss, wants the team to do, which is a bigger nationals push? Mm-hmm. The Michigan mm-hmm. State, it was a bigger conference mm-hmm. team. And so you could spend time developing kids. And, you know, now the Big Ten's crazy. Yeah. You know, yeah. throws yeah. Are, are really deep. Uh, but at the same time, you know, being in the SEC, as you know, uh, mm-hmm. it's it's not easy. There might be some down years, but that changes real quick when someone yeah. like Bell comes in. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And you know, it's it's been challenging. Um, but it, yeah, are, are they going to be able to? 
contribute really within, they have to contribute within yeah. two years, Yeah, you know, and that, that, that takes some pressure, you yeah. know, and are they going to be able to handle the, the, the push of, Hey, well, like we need to score nationals or score a conference, depending what the head coach wants. Yeah. No, I think you, you gave us a couple of really, really uh, insightful things here. And for the guys and girls who are looking at this, uh, what coach Newell just said, It depends when it comes to recruiting. Uh, obviously, if he's calling you, you are a talent. So <laughs> you should be you should be happy if if Coach Newell is calling you. That means you did something exceptional. Uh, but what you're saying also, which is very important to keep in mind for these kids, is when you're looking for a scholarship or you're looking for a coach, you have to do the research and see how the school is doing in conference or or nationals, like what kind of team it is, right? And that will depend a lot on your scholarship or 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 will you be recruited, right? So some teams are more, you know, conference level. Some teams are more national. So asking full full ride for instance, everybody asks for how, how far do I have to throw for a full scholarship, right? So what you're saying here, uh, and I think it's very true. It d- depends on the goal of the the team, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And then uh, the, the the school, you know, uh, Tennessee has some great programs but it's it, i know it's a lot harder to get in at uva you know i we probably wouldn't have got into uva coming out of high school <laughs> I would, no i would not be looked at oh <laughs> you gotta look at that you know um and i and along those same lines i really do enjoy recruiting uh kids that live in the moment and mm. are trying to get better you know, day by day and have a, you know, improve their craft, have Mm -hmm. goals. You know, some of my proudest coaching memories uh, are the kids that come through, graduate, have a great experience and then go off and do great things. You know, Tavis for one, he's just killing it in sales. You Mm -hmm. know, he owns a gym and he's just owned two houses. He's he's like a little mini mogul. And that's so (laughs) cool to see Matt Hody, who, who I coached, Uh, my first couple of years at Tennessee lives in Nashville. Now he's married. He has a great job, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, just to, to see some of those, you know, like coaching kids that are now doctors yeah, that yeah. my Michigan state, you know, uh, Anthony Grusa went through five years. And when I came in, he was, a you know, he redshirted his first year and mm-hmm. coach was like, hey, we're going to have to cut this guy. You know, he's no good. And he ended up being a school record holder before, you know, Lonnie and Antonio James came through Antonio. and destroyed all those record books. Yeah. And uh, now he's a doctor and he's working, you know, with, with COVID cases, Wow. you know, saving and, lives. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you know, in terms of that, there's life after college and throwing mm-hmm. for, for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so having a kid that doesn't come in, you know, it's great to have ambition, The kid comes in and tells me I'm going to make the Olympic team. Mm. That's a great goal. But yeah. if if that's their main concern, it's just like the college is going to be rough for you. Yeah. You know, yeah. but you're one of the success stories of a foreign athlete coming to college and having success in mm. college, winning a, a national championship, which was, I you know, so cool to see. You were there. Yeah. I know. I remember hanging out before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> late. <laughs> yeah, and uh, then having success as an Olympian, and then now as a coach, um, 
you know, so, you know, for the foreign athletes out there, it can be done. I think there's a big stigma that you're going to come to the NCAA and just have to compete too much. And, and that's not the case. We have uh, Jonathan Sikor. Mm-hmm. He was a world junior 400 meter champion in uh, temporary Finland. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, we're, we're very cautious about how much he races. Um, yeah. And, you know, he was, uh, you know, on the bronze medal four by four team in Qatar, you know, mm-hmm. um, but it's, Maybe a misconception. I think coaches are understanding now how to, you know, if you bring in mm-hmm. a, a foreign athlete, you know, you're going to be sensitive because their training age is a whole lot different than yeah. someone like me out of high school that came in with a training age of, of two where yeah. I just need to catch up, <laughs> yeah. you know? So it was, I had to put in the time and the hours, you know, yeah. and, but if you have, you know, someone coming in that's been training with, with a coach since they've been 13, the same yeah, coach, yeah, yeah. you know, you're going to be a little more sensitive about that. Uh, I, I love, I love how extensive you are in, in what you're looking for in your athletes. Right. And I think that's so important. I cannot agree with you more on those things, right? You're looking for a kid, not in, in a whole picture, right? You don't want the kid to come in and not be successful at your school, right? Not to graduate, yeah. not to have a life after track. Right. So how many people really go pro, right? And make a good living out of it, especially these days, right? Uh, so uh, it's so important for coaches. I think it's incredible if you find a coach who's like yourself looking to help you as a person, not just as an athlete, right? Like I like I I have a few kids. I told them like I I don't think it's going to be for hard for you to make it here, right? Yeah. Like you're a great thrower. And then I would say, okay, look at these schools, right? These are great coaches that can help you because how am I benefiting if a kid comes here and they're just destroyed by academics? They're destroyed by the culture, right? Uh, but you, and you can, you can tell that, right? Talking to the kid and you can see who, who can be a good fit or who could not be a good fit for your school, right? And, and definitely kids from, I think they're, misconception is for the foreign kids uh, is like you just said like I'm going to be destroyed over there I'm not going to make it the training is going to be horrible they're going to make me do the weight throw and the steeplechase you know <laughs> all these things right uh, but that's just not true and you can see some of the, like your, your experience your athletes from abroad someone like Spotakova right I always, always bring her up she went to college in the USA finished degree she's a mother of two three right now she's still throwing she's Olympic champion right Uh, and th- those things can be aligned easily if you talk to the coach, tell them your expectations, and say, "How can I do this?" Right? Yeah. I want to be. I want to finish degree, and I want to be a great athlete. Okay, we're gonna have to do these things. It's doable. We're gonna give you a tutor. We're gonna give you a community advisor. Right? Um, so it, it can be done. But in in a, in a big conversation with the coaches and and themselves, right? You can you can make that plan. Right? The, the student support service. Services at most schools. Ours is phenomenal. I'm sure, you know. Yes. UVA yeah. is good. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's you really have to try to fail. Yeah. You know, you don't have to work harder to to fail out of school than you do to you get a good education. <laughs> and that's so that's true. a big part too. Is yeah. I I had learning disabilities and and uh, growing up, and I was in the special reading group that had I would to never leave. I would never say that. Yeah. You know, uh, but I, I I got to a point where I wanted to learn, and that made school a lot more enjoyable. You know, so to have a kid that's that's 
that's, yeah. you know, trying to get something yes. from college is hugely important. Tavis I, is a great example. He, yeah. you know, communications and sales, um, yeah. you know, he was going to college knowing that he needed to figure out a way to make money. And there was, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was, I mean, trying to hustle me when he was in college, yes. you yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> but I like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's a, such a diamond. What you just said, at some point you figure out you want to learn and you want to be better. There's, I always tell my athletes, there's no, none of them here. If you made it to college, if you pass SAT, right? So there's, there's a certain limits that you have to do to get into NCA, D1, D2 schools, right? Uh, any school, right? So if you pass that, it's just a matter of, of how bad do you want it? Do you want to learn? You'll find resources. We'll spend eight hours. doesn't matter, right? And you'll see some kids are really, really talented. They really don't like school, <laughs> right? And they, but they can spend an hour and they'll be fine, right? And just you know, go, go along uh, in the school and that's fine. Whatever your goal is, as long as you know what your goal, right? So it's, it's really hard. Like you said, it's really hard not to make it. Having academic advisors, having tutors, having mentors, having your coach, all these support uh, systems in these school, in the big schools, right? That you can have. It's really just show up. Like, like, uh, what's his name? The director, Woody Allen said 80% of work is or success is just showing up, right? Like you just show up and then people will study with you. They will be in front of you, making sure that you're learning, right? If, uh, and let alone if you really want to do it, right? Like someone like Tavis, like I want to hustle, right? I want to hustle. I want to, I want to make it big. I want to buy a truck. I want to buy a house, right? <laughs> then it's just like you have this desire and these people. I mean, just the, the sky's the limit, right? Yeah. In, in the, as coaches, right? Like, you know, we have to take on like a somewhat of a mentoring role. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tavis wasn't always like that, you know, and, and you see yeah. athletes come mm-hmm. in, maybe a little misguided and focusing on just having fun being in college, yeah. but then you, you can see them transform as well, yeah. you know? Um, and the, uh, picking the right school is very important. Picking yeah. the right coach for you yeah. is very important. Yeah. And, that's the great thing about uh, the the NCAA is whoever you are, however far you throw, mm. there's a place that that you could find to be a great fit. Yes, yeah, no, I, I can uh, I, I agree million percent. There's was like two thousand school NCAA, NCAA system three something three hundred school D one is just so many so many options right and if you do your research you'll find a good fit uh, i want to talk to you about how different it is being student athlete now and what do you see with your student athletes um being now and when you were when you were a student athlete back in 2000 you know four five six uh how how did times change and how did you as a coach adjust to that because how do you relate to obviously some athletes have different desires and different goals right how do you mentor them how do you I mean, I guess for me, my, my, the thoughts that come to mind are, you know, I wanted to throw as long as my body would let me, um, I, I, you know, I liked learning. I got through school you know, graduated from Georgia and I just wanted to do something. I just wanted to keep throwing, you know, we had a good training group with Lucas there. Um, you know, still training post-collegiately Trevor Snyder, uh, you'd left, You left me all alone. I left when you guys left. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I didn't want to be there by myself. (laughs) But, you know, Lucas was a great training partner, the the best, you know, because he was so dedicated. And for him, 
it was okay to want to throw mm-hmm. after college, mm-hmm. you know? So, and then same with Trevor, who's a draft thrower, you know, it wasn't looked down on. Yeah. Um, and being, you know, a student athlete, then we definitely weren't like friendly with everyone, you know, like now it's like kids, like just, you know, they get to Don't know each other. schools. How dare you talk to Florida or Duke? Exactly. Or, right? <laughs> well, I remember it was ironic that I work at Tennessee now, but when we were at Georgia during an indoor meet, we almost got in a pretty big fight with the Tennessee throwers, Yeah, you know, Garland and Jim Sexton, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, we're, Jim's a great friend now. He still lives in Knoxville and oh, Garland. Okay. I worked with Garland my first couple uh, years here, and then he went on to throw for, for the Germans. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. But there was, you know, it wasn't. Uh, uh, yeah, it's was a little different relationships. <laughs> yeah, the Westberger and, and all of them, you know. Yes, yeah. <laughs> really, you know, you, you didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. You know, they weren't posting what they were doing for training. So you just had to, like, it, in your mind, if someone beat you, I didn't make NCAAs. Uh, I had three indoor seasons at Georgia and two outdoor. Mm-hmm. I didn't make indoor NCAAs my first year. And I was like, that's never going to happen again. Every I'll, I will make every NCAA meet from here on out because I – didn't want to lose to the guys. Be beaten the by, right? And, and I didn't. I, I, my, I was always trying to, you know, catch up to Lucas. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, you, you had to be really self motivated, um, mm-hmm. and every meet, every meet for me, I just it was important, you know, mm-hmm. and then maybe you know, did more harm than good, you know, yeah, like just yeah, exhausting yeah. my emotion through the season. Yeah. Um, but there was a lot of stuff we did on our own, even compete at times. In different events too, not necessarily yeah. throwing events. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, you know, for me, I just wanted to throw, I wanted to throw everything, shot, mm-hmm. disc, hammer, weight, you know, um, there was never a point in college where I was like, Oh, I don't want to throw, you know, discus this meat. And there'd be times where Don's like, let's, I'm not going to enter you um, in the, in the discus, but I wanted to do everything I could. Um, I know that I just remember with the training group, we, we could play hard, but even if it was a, you know, later Friday night, we would wake up and, and be running on Saturday. Yeah, you know, yeah. and Don wouldn't have to be there. You know, maybe sometimes we do too much training that he didn't know about. Yeah. yeah. Um, and <clears throat> I, th- I think that that transition, you know, training two years or one and a half years after I graduated at UGA, um, I remember just feeling comfortable and that kind of scared me because I had a job at a gym and was playing in the bands. Yeah. And playing heck out of it. <laughs> yeah and uh i was like you know i i want to make sure that if if i have the ability to throw far i want to put myself in a position where i have to throw far or else yeah. uh, you know i you know because it was at that time people that were just kind of training to train mm-hmm. you know it was a lot more normal for someone to 
throw for a couple of years after, yeah. after college. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I remember having a conversation with, with Adam and bro and bro was like, you know, you got to go train with Judd up at Ashland. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was December of 2006 mm-hmm. and the beginning. And I called Judd and I said, Hey, I'm thinking about, you know, I'd like to, you know, talk to you about maybe possibly coming up there and train. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, well, you know, we were going to have someone uh, to come in and train with AG, but they backed out and mm-hmm. Kibway Johnson was up there as well. Mm-hmm. So I let me talk to AG and that was like maybe December 3rd or something. Yeah. And he got back to me a couple of days later and said, yeah, you know, he called Don, he called Adam, you know, just as references. A reference. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, come on up. That's awesome. So That's awesome. I, I left Athens December 22nd. So like two weeks after, you know, making that initial call. Yeah. Uh, and moved to Ashland in the middle of the winter, and I'd never lived in the snow before. <laughs> That's right. California to Georgia, yeah? Yeah. Um, How long were you there for? I was there from you know, December through August. So I went and trained wow. um, with with uh, with Judd and had to, you know, find a way to make money. I thought, you know, Ashland is a really small town. I was like, I'll just go yeah. up and – you know, get a job at a gym and go there. There's no gym. <laughs> wow. So yeah. I started, yeah. yeah Trying to find people who wanted coaching and, yeah. and who wanted personal training. And uh, Judd would have camps and I worked Judd's mm-hmm. camps. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, you know, Judd said, you know, we're, we're going for the A standard. Mm-hmm. You know, if we don't get the A standard, then it's time to move on. And okay. I was like, all right, okay. cool. You know, um, and he was, you know, a huge influence on me, even though mm. I only spent about nine months there. Yeah. Um, after working the camps, he's like, I, you know, I think this is your calling. He's yeah. like, I think you yeah. can make a bigger impact as a coach than you can as a thrower. Uh, okay. At the time, kind of hurt, you know, like <laughs> kind of busted your dream, but yeah, but it's okay, you know. And he was right. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and luckily. You know, it was a great training group. Steve Manns moved yep. to Ashland. He's the coach at Miami of Ohio now. We're great yep. friends. Yep. Um, and he pulled uh, Steve and I into the office in August of 2007 said, hey, you know, the coach from Michigan State called. They have a throws coaching opening. And Steve, you're an alum of Michigan State. And John, mm-hmm. you know, like you want to get into coaching. Um, yeah. You know, Walt Drenth called me. And he's like, I'm not going to get you. I can't get you, get you the job, but I can get you an interview. It's up yeah. to you to get the job. And yeah. in order to, to get the job, you have to, you know, stop throwing, yeah. you know? Yeah. So yeah. that took all of like three hours to be like, yeah, if I did it, I'd do it all the way. Yeah. 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 So I went from, you know, you know, we're talking about thrower. Yeah. You know, being a thrower, living with college kids, training with college kids, and literally the next you know day being a coach. How that experience may change you? Like, what are some things that you had to do that you uh, you were surprised that you were able to do? Like, now you have to recruit. Now you have to talk to kids. Now you have to talk to parents. Obviously, you had a success. How did you <laughs> figure that out so quickly? I just got thrown into the fire. You know, and and at the time it was different, you know, like Michigan State had never had a big 
presence mm-hmm. in in throws outside of Steve Vance, you know, yeah. um, you know, 65 feet in, in college, 6410 in college. Yeah. Um, and uh, luckily I had some really great people to work with. And that's something mm-hmm. that I hope we can come back on is the mm-hmm. importance of good colleagues, mm-hmm. you know, a positive coaching atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Chris Boswick, who's the jumps coach at Clemson now, mm-hmm. he was at Michigan state and I learned a lot from him because he'd been coaching for 10 years already. Um, and he's had a lot of success. Um, so I, I go, I go there. I remember my first day was September 11th. You know, obviously that's the day you, you, you remember. Yeah. So the kids had already been doing some training. Um, yeah. but I walked into 24 throwers. Whoa. This is a big group. And, Whoa. <laughs> and majority, majority 99% of them were walk-ons. You know, so the coach before me did a great job of getting, you know, building up the volume of the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then as far as recruiting, Coach uh, Chris Boswick's a great recruiter and just very tedious in what he does. So I learned a lot from him. Um, and luckily, the boss, the head coach, is still the head coach there, Walt Drent, he gave me a lot of freedom and he helped mentor me. You know, I made okay. some dumb, uh, you know, my temper was... Experienced. Yeah. <laughs> you know, little hot, you know, because I mean, at Georgia, if you had someone that was messing around mm. and, you know, someone was going to put them in the right place. Whether yes. It was, get them getting straightened up. Yeah. Oh, team Trevor, yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> my last year throwing at Ashland, I was just beat up and that was all, that was on me. It wasn't Judd at all. Judd mm. really got me excited about, throwing again because mm-hmm. it just got monotonous yeah, yeah you know yeah, yeah. and kurt roberts was there kurt was a great shot putter and yeah you know the intensity he brought into to training was awesome just super yeah. positive fun yeah. guy kidway seeing kidway do crazy things and yeah. and ag you know just being super dedicated that's a great group yeah every way um and then judd <clears throat> or you know just making the kids believe they could be good yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, where Don <clears throat> Don would put you into his formula and say, you know, if you can do this and this, which hey, is he'll great. be right. He'll be right. Yep. And, and he was right. Whereas yeah. Judd wanted the group to all yeah. be one. Okay, okay, okay. You know, everyone on the on, on the same, even in the other event groups. And it got you got me excited again. Mm-hmm. You know. So when I went to Michigan State, you know, I was still training and training hard. Mm-hmm. And I wanted the, the head coach is like, I want what Ashland has. He's like, I love seeing them at meets, you know, they're, they're yeah. so dead, like uh, connected to each other. And uh, they're a tribe, they're a group. Yeah. They're a tribe, yeah. So we had 24 throwers and it was like, all right, all for one, one for all. Yeah. And uh, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. I'm going to be honest. I had no idea what I was doing. I, I didn't understand. I, I, I always, like uh, appreciated the opportunity that Walt gave me, mm-hmm. you know, coaching there. But he said in the interview, he's like, we're going to, you know, try this for a year and see if it, how it goes. So in my mind, I was like, well, this might only be for a year. So yeah. let's, let's yeah. like, let's put the pedal to the yeah. floor. Yeah. And, and luckily that, that group, we had, you know, walk-ons that, you know, became big 10 champions and all mm-hmm. Americans um, and the culture changed, mm-hmm. you know, uh, 
but I, I, and then, you know, my first recruiting call that I made was to Lonnie Pugh. Okay. A little, a lot of luck goes into, into it as well. Okay. You okay. Know? And I had met Lonnie because at one of the camps that mm-hmm. Judd put on. And then mm-hmm. I talked to his coach at that, that camp mm-hmm. quite a bit, his high school coach. So when I called him, he's like, yeah, we met at the Ashland camp. You yeah. Know? So I went down and did a home visit to Lonnie and just watched him play basketball and brought our head coach. And he was like, yes, we want him, you know, mm-hmm. like just smooth and all that, you know, and, and he was just a, a great person to coach and really lifted the group. Right. Mm-hmm. So like I knew we needed, we had kids at Michigan state mm-hmm. were motivated and I would train with them a bit, which helped, mm-hmm. um, you know, like this is how we train. This is how we warm up. This is how we lift. You know, um, and luckily I had a lot of freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, I could write all the workouts and be in charge of all the throwing. Mm-hmm. And I had a key to the weight room, so we would go in on you know Friday nights. We would lift from five to seven because that's what we did at Georgia. Yeah, right. Yep, yep. That's so what we like, we're lifting at five o'clock on Friday. It's like, yeah, we are. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what we Friday, Friday was a gun day too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we would squat and and get after it, you know, yeah. and so. that, that that created a bond. And then you bring in um, athletes that can rate know, level up, right? Exactly. Uh, so that helped. And then <clears throat> then <clears throat> they started to see progress. First year, we had a kid. The the kid that's a doctor now. He got third at big tens nice. he made the final on his last throw or in the third round he yeah. made the final bump pete miller out who's a coach at minnesota oh yep that's right <laughs> bump out and then uh you know he came in and and on his last throw had a big pr that was a school record at the time i think it was 52 meters 74 nice you know nice. that was michigan state school record when i got there right really wow and uh you know, so he, he, he got a medal and you would have thought that we won the whole meet, you know, and I could see, you know, my member of Walt telling me, mm. uh, you know, after the indoor season, how is it? How are the coaches like, I oh, mean, these coaches are awesome. You know, yeah. they're all really nice. And he's like, well, that'll change once you start getting good. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, I, I, <laughs> I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, um, you know, with, with Anthony winning that medal, we had a couple throwers make the hammer final. Um, they came up to me afterwards and they're like, yeah, so the, the throwers at other school, the other big 10 schools are like, when, when did Michigan state ever have any throwers? So it was like the big chip on our shoulder. Right. Yeah. 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 And, like uh, you yeah, guys suck. You always suck, but you're like, no. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it got to a point where I was just like, guys, every practice is a, before TMPs and all the rules mm-hmm. said every practice is voluntary. I was like, yeah. I'm completely serious. If, if you don't want to come, if, yeah. if you have school, yeah. you, you, you take it off. But yeah. if you come to practice, you've got to be all in yeah. every day, yeah. every day that you're here, yeah. you know, and some kids literally like spend a whole, the whole day with me, like yeah. eight hours. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, whether in the, you know, and, uh, they got really into lifting, you know, and trying mm-hmm. to become a student of the, 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 the events. 
Um, and then the whole culture of the group became like, hey, we need yeah. to, we want to try to, you know, have the most people in the finals at the conference meet. We want to mm-hmm. go and, you know, make nationals and be an All-American. And, that, you know, because before I came in, um, the dynamic of the group, they talked about the Big Ten meet and how cool mm-hmm. it was to go and how good the other throwers were. And I was like, well, well, how'd you do? Like, oh, I didn't make final. Like, okay, that's that's the first thing we need to, to work on. <laughs> and that mindset, right? Yeah, the mindset, the mindset has to change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so uh, that started to evolve. Mm-hmm. My training, I started to read as much as I could on wow. on training and um, understand that I had a lot to learn. Yeah, okay. You know, yeah. so just kind of being open to all ideas going mm-hmm. and back then there was a lot more clinics mm-hmm. so you could go hear coaches talk at clinics um and mm-hmm. trying to go through like coaches education which was really good um so yeah just trying to gain as much knowledge as i could early on and figure out how to apply it yeah you know and <laughs> i knew that you know the one of the best things that don ever did for me when I started coaching, I asked him like, what, what's the one piece of advice you have for me as a young coach? Mm-hmm. And, you know, he sits back and go, you know, hmm, that's an interesting question. Uh, let me think about it. And later he came back and he's like, you know, nothing outweighs experience. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how you, he's like, how I handled things with you guys is way different than how I handle things now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's like, you know, you're going to be able to learn the things you need to learn to, mm-hmm get a shot putter to throw 60 feet, you know, if they have the talent, but experience is, is going to outweigh all of that. So when I started coaching, I I told myself that countless times, Yeah. you know, being in Michigan, being, having throwing sessions out in the snow and being tired and, you know, going through, you know, long seasons and Mm -hmm. long training sessions where, the kids aren't getting it, you yeah, know, yeah. and realizing, like, kept telling myself, nothing outweighs experience, you know, yeah, like you're yeah. putting in, you know, 10 hours coaching today, straight yeah. coaching. Right. But that's money in the bank, you know, yeah, like, yeah exactly. So true. Experience yeah. you gain from that is going to help me in, in the future. Yeah. Um, so I took that approach, just like kept my head no. down and, and, and tried to work, you know, um, and, and luckily, you know, at Michigan State, that first year, it took like for the guys in the weight, it took like 18 meters to make a final in the weight throw. And it okay. took like 17 meters to make a final in the shot. And for the girls, it was maybe 17 meters in the weight to make a final mm-hmm. and 47 mm-hmm. in the shot. So if, if I would have started nowadays, I would have been, I, there's no way. <laughs> no way, man. <laughs> Yeah. 21 years to make a final in the way through and like it's such a it's such a different uh environment we live in now and that's a really really good point that you said how experience is is such a valuable asset when it comes to coaching because the uh, the field changed completely right so something that i talked to uh i mean the other day what's 21 meters now like 21 meters in shot but is nothing like 20 
It used to be like, oh my God, remember Steve Mann's throwing 20 meters? I'm like, this is a miracle, right? This little guy <laughs> throwing 20 meters. This is incredible, right? Uh, and now like all the kids are throwing 20 meters. Like, it's nothing. So yeah, the, the field definitely changed. And I think that's, that's so true that uh, having experience helps so much. And well, a couple of things that I like to, um, that I like about you and, uh, and and coaches like yourself is, and you mentioned this a couple of times, you said uh, how unprepared you were, how much didn't, you didn't know when you came into coaching, uh, how unexperienced you were. And you were talking about uh, Stamatia and her coach, how you wouldn't be able to help her without him after college, right? That, this humbleness that you have. Uh, I don't know if you had it in college. I can't remember now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. But I think what made you a really good coach is now that fact because it's so important not to mess up your athletes. One way you mess up your athletes is thinking that you know everything, right? And I think think Babby was really good about that. I told him one time, I was like, Coach, you know everything. <laughs> like Martin, he was laughing. He was like, Martin, I don't know everything. I know a lot, but I don't know everything. And there's always something new. There's always some different approach, right? There are different athletes. Obviously, he never deal with somebody like me. He never deal, you know, deal with somebody like you. We are so different, right? Like special. Everybody's so different. Uh, and I think coaches get into a trap when they think they have it. They have, have it figured out. I think that's a trap. So I think the reason you're so successful is because you're developing all the time and you're learning the whole, the whole time. Well, there's that. And then I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> But one of my favorite athletes of all time is Mike Tyson. Okay. And, okay. and he had a coach, Customano. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I watched all of his videos on YouTube and just how yeah. – how, how, uh, he was, yeah. Yeah, he was a beast. He just owned it. You know, he was, yeah. in my opinion, the best fighter, yeah. Uh, yeah. the most dominant fighter. And he had such a unique relationship with his coach. You know, he lived with him, and his coach really mentored him, and he was a student of – boxing you know everyone thinks he was just this big bruiser but he would watch hours and hours of film Mm -hmm. and he knew combos he'd study like film from the beginning of time for boxing and up and and cuss was an uh, old guy you know Mm -hmm. old trainer and they were doing an interview and it's like wow you're this great coach you know and he's like you know what does success mean to you? And he's like, well, and a lot of people know this uh, from, from his coach. It's like, I'm a success. I've done my job when they don't need me anymore. Okay. You know, when they they have that independence, when he, when Mike Tyson walks into the ring Mm -hmm. and he doesn't need to look back every two seconds. Yes. Oh my God. I love that. I love what you just said. And so in in coaching, I want to get to that point at the, you know, it's, it's a special point when you get to a meet and mm-hmm. you've done you you know you the best job that you can mm-hmm. and you know like <clears throat> you know with Tavis uh, NCAAs yeah. uh you know uh, he you know it's an organ you can't yeah. it's yeah. so hard to talk and, yeah. and his senior year he was so prepared and I was fine you know and he mm-hmm. he did everything Right, except yes, you know Sam had that phenomenal six round throw, you know, Um, and it could have gone, you know, either way, uh, but you know, but he did everything right. He didn't need me, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it was like there was a big foul. Had a big foul, (laughs) enormous foul. I was there. 
<laughs> he would have won. <laughs> he would have won. Yeah. That to me, when you get to that point where the you have enough respect for the thrower. Yeah. Yeah. It, you're trying to prepare them for whatever meet it is training for that year. You know? So yeah. we go about it like that instead of like using my first couple of years coaching. And this is a good mm -hmm. point as well. It was more of a shotgun approach, mm -hmm. you know, whereas now it's a, a little more of a sniper approach to, to training, mm -hmm. you know, a lot more specific. Whereas before it's just, let's train hard every day. Let's go out and every meet is a national mm -hmm. championship meet mentality. And now it's, it's like, if you do that, if every meet you go and, and you're getting super fired up for mm -hmm. trying to force energy, you're going to burn yourself out. Mm -hmm. So there's, you know, there are our first couple of meets through the season or like developmental meets. Let's see what our training mm -hmm. is, is doing for us at these meets and whether they throw really far or foul out, we come back and like, okay, let's assess. Yeah. And like, you know, your warmups were really good. Uh, but you got a little, you, 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 you speak, you spiked intensity wise and warmups. And then you came and you had that easy throw, which is like the Achilles heel to so many throwers. You see your ball, yeah, like yeah. massive warm up throws. And then like, you're like, yeah. man, this guy's going to throw, you know, 21 meters today. Yeah, first throw yeah. 1840. And you're like, yeah. hey, you just do 2015 warmups. <laughs> he won the warmups, right? Best Don would get so mad if we were throwing yes, more yeah. Get a lot. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, um, so just in yeah, in, in terms of going mm. uh, about the approach yeah. now is is a lot more specific, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, some kids, it might be you know, yeah, I want to try to win a national championship, you know, um, yeah. you know, like someone like Tavis that mm -hmm. I've coached, you know, like. Antonio James, Lonnie, Beth. Yeah. Some kids, they they just they want to score at a conference meet, you yeah. know, yeah. and that's yeah. a big deal for them. So I get it changes you know, the approach, right? Yeah, yeah, I get just as excited mm -hmm. about someone coming out and having a huge PR at a conference meet. Yes, wants, yes, yeah, you know, because it's what it means for them. Yeah, you know, and I think what you're saying about like me being humble, I appreciate that. Yeah. I know that I've had athletes and you have you know, that little thrower at Virginia. Little, little guy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and like, just for him to you know, like hit a big PR yeah. is really exciting because of what they put into it. You yes. know, yeah. eventually you're going to have someone come through like, uh, like, like Philip or mm. that has the ability, but you still have to have that core uh, desire to see that, them achieve their goals the, the yes and, and it's so rewarding for us coaches who are in, in it i think for the love of it right i don't yeah. i don't believe uh that obviously it, and it's easier to see more and more as the time goes right that some coaches are there because they love it so there unfortunately there are some coaches there because they don't have anything else to do they were kind of put in that situation they were, uh, came from other sports whatever might have happened right um uh, but the coaches who do love it and do it for the love of it, right? They are excited about every progress, right? As you mentioned, that kid, he had a big PR, big PR from 38 meters to 42 meters in this case. 42, we were jumping. We were so excited when he PR 42 meters, right? 
And uh, this kid is an amazing, amazing uh, businessman right now, right? And he just kind of came into the sport. He just wanted to do that, right? And he PR huge, and he was so excited. And I was as excited for him as I, any PR. And PR, and you know this, when you PR, and I think we can relate to that more because we went through, like yourself, you went through high school, college, uh, professional, you've been in throwing so long. You know how hard you work for that PR. And you, knowing that, how you did it, and how much this kid went through it, 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 not, it cannot not make you so happy about it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think the, your original question was like, how has yeah. times changed? I think that, that now kids want those, those PRs and improvements a lot faster. Yeah. They, expect, yeah. they expect things to come quicker. And I yeah. think that's the same for a lot of young throws coaches, you know? Mm. And, um, there's there's nothing wrong with that, mm. but you you kind of like it's just like fast forwarding through a movie. Yeah, you know, just to 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 get to the end and see see what happens. It's like you don't get the benefit of of the the buildup. Yeah, yeah. You know, so there's a at some point you're gonna have to go back. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 you know, gain that experience. Yeah, you yeah. know, because yeah. if you, if you're on a fast track, if you're a young coach or a new coach and everything's just up, up, up. You, I mean, we've, we've seen it before, yeah, you know, yeah. where, man, I, I can't do any wrong. You know, <laughs> repeat these kids, everyone I touch turns to gold yeah. and then they get that athlete that, mm-hmm. that Humble challenges up. them yeah. and that could, that could tear, tear a group apart quick. Yes. 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 You know? yeah. And we, we've yeah. seen it and, and uh, I've probably experienced it, you know, at some point, point of a period of my so so what you're saying basically you know we experienced for young coaches don't be don't be uh lured into a a great talent just because he's a talent that will sacrifice your values sacrifice your other the, the basis that you're trying to make right so don't 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 get into that super quick success because you'll hit the you'll there's some consequences behind it right right Hi, right, John. So maybe a couple more questions that we definitely have to answer before we go is how when somebody reaches out to you, a recruit, a junior in high school, send you an email. What do you like to see in that email? Well, uh, obviously, their distances. If they don't have their distances on there, the current distances, it, it honestly doesn't. I don't care if it's what, what it is. Yeah. You know? But it's it's good. Uh, to to see that uh, a link maybe to some throwing videos, mm-hmm. um, and I I genuinely general generally like short uh, genuine emails. I don't like uh, copy and paste emails from throwers. You know some you know they like we talked about before we've gotten emails yeah. sent to us and they got mixed up and sent it to the wrong coach. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, Martin, I think this is uh, was meant for you. And you're like, no, I got the one that was meant for you. You yeah. know, yeah. I, I, you know, I applaud the the hustle of the kids that are going out and seeking out emails. Um, but generally, one that is like, hey, I'm interested. And, and more times than not, if yeah, that's that's a great thing to do to get your your uh, name on their radar. Mm-hmm. Uh, but usually uh we will 
have an idea of the kids that we're wanting to recruit. Even before they send email, right? Even before, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So it's always nice because maybe, you know, if you're a foreign athlete, you know, maybe we just haven't seen your name on a list. Obviously, mm-hmm. we, it's hard to go see all the foreign throwers or even, you know, if you're out on the West Coast, it's mm-hmm. hard for the coaches over on the East to, to really get a idea of, yeah. of, of your capabilities, guy. yeah. Yeah, I remember, uh, you know, Dubs was saying when he recruited Lonnie, uh, he was going out to California to recruit someone else and mm-hmm. saw her at a meet, you know. Yeah. Um, and maybe if someone like that goes out and emails, you know, 50 coaches, mm-hmm. you know, the more emails you do send out, the more likely, higher likelihood that you'll have more schools recruit you. Yeah, yeah. You know, but, but uh, me, John Newell, I like a short, hey, I'm really interested in your program. Mm-hmm. This is what I've thrown. Um, this is why I'm interested. Like I had an email from a kid said, hey, you know, I really have watched your throw, ball throws. Really like, you know, J- Jordan West and Joe Maxwell. Like they're really cool. They throw two different ways. You know, asking, you know, a genuine question. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm interested to come to college. But, you know, hey, I've. I've been keeping up with your social media and your, your kids results. Um, that always kind of sticks with you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, same here. I like when to see a kid that he, uh, that he did or she did some research and actually knows who, uh, who's on the team, what kind of school it is. Right. So, I liked when, like you said, in the email it says, "Hey, Coach Newell, I love the what Stamatia did last week. Congratulations on her PR. My name is, you know, such and such. This is my PR. So a little bit of of uh, research goes a long way. And like you said, when you get that email that it was meant for you or for me or you know, <laughs> when we send, when we receive wrong emails, and you can tell somebody." Just copy and paste bunch of you know same messages, which is fine. You can have your bio short. But throw in there a little bit about the coach, uh, what they're doing right now about the team that you, the, the coach knows, like, okay, he, he or she is looking into this team, uh, as something serious, not just like, I'm going to send so many emails. Um, as you should, you should definitely send emails to everybody who's, uh, who's, who's has a scholarship, but you shouldn't not know what's going on in that team too, right? So if the coach reaches you back, like, hey, I'm sorry, you know, this is the wrong coach. Like, that's that's really embarrassing first. And then second, you might just lost opportunity to get on that team just because of that little mistake, right? Mm-hmm. And the Teepers the website is really important, mm-hmm. and, you know, to see where you would currently fit in, and, you know, and the, with the results of conference. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times they want to know, like right now we don't, we have one jab guy, but we're not putting money into the jab right now. It's like, well, I'm a jab thrower and you don't have anyone. It's like, mm. yeah, but we have the, the little mm. amount of money that we have invested in other areas. Mm. So it's it's not like there's – it would be great if there was two scholarships for every event. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, if especially if you're on the guy's side, the money is is is, is not as much as, as the yeah. women. Yeah. Um, but, uh, again, you know, you, if you keep working hard, your results speak for themselves. Yeah. You know? So, you know, the, the time in the ring and under the bar and 
and everything else is is really what's what's gonna get you noticed. It goes a long way, right? Like for every coach to see that you have that stamina, especially on an event like hammer throw, right? Like that's yeah. I would say one event that you know that you really don't know who's gonna be a great thrower, right? Until they put so much time into it, right? I, And tell us about this, uh, your experience, only uh, the last question, I'll let you go. Uh, <laughs> your experience at, um, in Hungary, when you first came here, when, uh, over there, to see that number on those kids. You were telling me they were like kids of seven, eight years old with the wires. <laughs> and wires are taller than they are, right? That was life-changing for me. You had, you had these little three or four groups of the hammer throwers, you know, the beginners, the intermediates, the older kids, and then the elite group and the coaches, Pal Nemeth, one of the best hammer coaches of all time. And now Jolt, his son is running it. Yeah. Um, Andres Bondi. Yeah, boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what, I what, was, a, what a great uh, school, right? Yeah. I, I mean, it was, they'd come in in the morning and the kid, they'd have the kids running at like mm. 6 a.m. And then they'd come out and do special strength and then throw. And it was focused. And I just felt uh, really bad, like uh, spoiled. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I was all mad about little things and seeing these kids throw hard and, yeah. and, and train really hard at such a young age. It really switched my, my way of thinking on it. Yeah. Um, and it helped. In my, in my throwing if i wouldn't have gone to hungary i wouldn't have gotten my first job at michigan state that's yeah. for sure you know and i didn't go for that reason but it just uh, you know you got to keep an open mind but but yeah. a fil uh, you know a strong filter but i have everyone wants to know okay <laughs> i'm gonna ask you know what i'm asking okay we're going top five college throws coaches yes so so if i <laughs> this is this is a great question if i was a kid right now in high school my top five right well i would look for a school that has a coach who's cares about throws who has experience and a school that can and a team that would that would be a, my fit right fit my personality Uh, and this is not okay. This is not because we're talking right now, but uh, we talked about how long we know each other. Right? I know you for 15 years now. If I was a kid, first school I would be looking into it would be Tennessee. Obviously, obviously UVA, right? <laughs> but if it wasn't UVA, I would be look at Tennessee because you do have that experience and you are humble. We talked about this on Facebook, on the Instagram Live, and uh, on the podcast. How The distance you will go for your athletes is enormous, right? Not many coaches have time and have desire to do what you're doing, right? So you have both, right? So I will, you know, this is again not because we're talking, but really, John, because um, we know each other for so long. I would definitely look in Tennessee. I think Coach uh, Amin Nickfar is a great coach. Yeah. He's been a long friend of mine, and again, this is because I know these people. Uh, and he will go a distance for his athletes, uh, Coach Babbitt. And uh, regardless of, of me uh, transferring from Georgia, I think he will go through a great length for his athletes as well. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and but it's and again it's it's a 
it's a question of a fit, right? So I, if I was in high school, I would still look at Georgia because Georgia now is not the same Georgia when we were there, right, 15 years ago. So I don't even know what kind of academic opportunities are there, what kind of facilities are not as good as, as <laughs> I mean, they're amazing. Uh, I'm not going to lie, right? <laughs> Right, because you were throwing in underneath a baseball, right? Shaput, yeah. So things change in many schools, but I will definitely still look at Georgia. I will look at Berkeley because of Mo. I think he's an incredible coach. I think he's a very caring uh, coach. He's doing a great job over there with his athletes. Uh, and I mean, he just do you now? This is number four, right? Uh, Berkeley. Let's stop at the moment for a second. Uh, have you ever seen video of him uh, doing cleans for the seventh time <laughs> <laughs> with everything coming out? Drool. <laughs> so, this video, I don't think anybody will see this video, but you saw it. Yeah, that'd be great if Don put it on YouTube. I know, I don't think he'll ever do it. But this, uh, guys, this is one of the most when you see, I mean, it just changes perspective of how bad do you need to want it, right? He wants it real bad. I, yeah, I mean, there, there he might, it, uh, other coach going through everything that Mo's gone through, they mm. got gotten out of it. I, I, I would not have had that, yeah. that the, the willpower and, and, and uh, like emotional yeah. stability to, go through his his yeah. path because yeah. you we don't always get to choose mm -hmm. when we want to go sometimes yeah. coaching staff change new head coach comes in and it's yeah. really unfortunate to see you know seeing we've seen a lot of really good coaches like mm -hmm. Lyndon reader you know get out of coaching yeah you yeah. know and uh it's it's unfortunate you know sometimes you know you make mistakes yeah and you know you have to get out for other reasons mm -hmm. um but uh yeah mo is a trooper yeah no and it really really shows shows care for his he will go and they don't have they don't have resources like some other schools at cal but he's doing a great job he's catching up with everybody right uh for that my fifth school it'll be it'll be a tough choice these four just pop out of my head right now um maybe lsu maybe alabama I don't. I know those coaches care for their athletes as well. And this is for me, right? Like I'm looking for a school who I know the coach is caring for me. And uh, I think that that Yash is one of the most underrated throws yeah. coach yeah. out there. You look, yeah. the NCAA champions that he's coached. Oh just my god! Goes, right? It goes like unnoticed. I notice because I got a no. We notice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we got a coach against him, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So that'll be, uh, I think, for yeah, fifth place, uh, definitely. Oh, she's an incredible guy, incredible guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would. I, I'm undecided right now <laughs> in the majors, uh, so <laughs> I will have to. Yeah, I will have to make a visit and see. How about you, Joe? Your top five coaches in the NCA. My, my top five. School, and yeah. I, I think that uh, it's. This is such an awesome loaded question, which is why. Yeah. Max Rose been talking about it for the past 15 years or 10 mm. years, you know, mm. uh, it's always evolving. It's, it's who's hot. You know, there's been times I've been on the list. There's been times that I'm the worst <laughs> coach in the world. I, yeah. I go to sleep crying like, Oh, they don't like me. No. But, uh, um, obviously, uh, you know, we, with situation with, with Jordan, you're the first coach that, that yeah. popped up. I think that, that yeah. rotationally you have a, such a great eye 
and a patience to not just like teach someone how to how to throw but what works for them like your girl Brittany Jones is a very mm. unorthodox style she's tiny yeah. um, but I liked it that uh, I mean I remember 15 years ago driving by the track on Sundays seeing you out there doing drills yeah you know yeah. Um, so just the importance you have for the throw you know like you have to have a respect for the event you know which i think you do you don't you're not just trying to bulldoze through yeah yeah, yeah. so yes i mean and it's not because we're talking uh, <laughs> i appreciate it appreciate because it. i tell you um and i think this this question needs to be top five coaches throw in throwing for uh you know maybe an athlete that is going to go to a power five school yes so it depends on, on the athlete's abilities yep yeah because i i will give you my I will give you my top five coaches that aren't Ooh. at the flashy schools as well. I like that. I like that. All right. All right. It's such a good conversation. And, and it's like the high school kids want to know. And, and, you know, there's been times where I've like wrote a, a full book ready to send the Mac throw. And I was like, it's just why, you know, yeah, like, I'm, yeah. I, you know, if I post on there, I'm going to, uh, I've done it a few times, but I've always put my name, you know, and, and okay. uh, it's like, it's, you know, I'm going to hurt someone's feelings, yeah. but uh, <laughs> really thinking about it, I think coaches that I really admired, especially admired coming up that, you know, if I was an athlete, I would like to throw for Doug Reynolds, okay. you know, yeah. okay. the head coach at New Mexico State now yeah. is out there right. in Kentucky, coach Ashley Moffitt. Mm-hmm. Um, and a, you know, a, a ton of good kids mm-hmm. cares about his kids. I think mm-hmm. he's the type of coach that if he tells you something, he truly means it. It's mm-hmm. not just blowing smoke. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so Doug, um, I think that, that I, you know, he's a bit controversial, but I think John Smith, if you're the right type of yeah. athlete, okay, yeah, yeah. if you just look oh, at what results, a, what a incredible really, results. Yeah. Yeah, he he's he's really freaking competitive, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, he truly does want the athletes to throw far, mm-hmm. you know. And he's given the opportunity to so many kids that g- went under the radar mm-hmm. that ended up being national champions. Yeah. And, and he has a system that really works for him. And a lot of coaches that were uh influenced I, i've been influenced a lot by what john did because mm-hmm. when i was at Michigan state i yep. went through again i talked to a lot to him you know mm-hmm. uh, about about training a lot in, in my mind you know yeah. um oh what a long experience i mean he is incredibly knowledgeable yeah yeah and and uh you know he's unique that's for sure mm-hmm. you know <laughs> um but when, when you look at it in terms of like production you know he's, mm-hmm. he's produced the result the results don't lie. <laughs> so that's three. Um, and again, yeah, I'm biased, but I think Lucas, okay, mm. just I mean, with his the information, he grew he was born into throwing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my he, god. Yep. His summer vacations were spent throwing and going to throwing camps and mm-hmm. his understanding of all the events is mm-hmm. is super impressive. Um, and I, he's, he's a person that I call if I have questions about, you know, any, any athlete, like just yeah. to get 
you know, maybe his, his thoughts. Um, but, uh, and again, he's had success in every event, you know, um, I really, you know, and and that's like a group that I want to be a part of, um, you know, it's, it's a cool group. And I think being a part of our group at Georgia, he was a big, big part of that, you know, um, I'm drawing a blank, but uh, obviously, you know, it's like the same ones. You know, I, I think that if you are an athlete, you know, have, has some experience and ability um, and you had the opportunity to get uh, recruited by Blue Trick, Blue Trick, again. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, for the right person, I mean, he's – he he has a great eye you know and and having conversations with venegas in the past Mm -hmm. he said it he's like no one even in college blue trick they coach each other you know and blue trick just had that that eye and what he's done is he hasn't had like the big volume he's not a big volume uh he doesn't have the big groups but when he does have someone he he's able to really maximize things and uh it's interesting with him. There's no nothing. He, he's never really done interviews or clinics. There's mm-hmm. no video or articles specific to what, mm-hmm. what he's done. So it's, you know, and I don't know him that well, but it's just kind of like this mystery of, okay, that's interesting. You know, like incredible results. Yeah. Doing. Um, I don't know if that's four or five. That is five. Yeah. yeah. That's five. Um, but the other part of it is, okay, if we're, we're going out of the big time schools and, and honestly, I can't think of a throws coach that I don't have respect for, you know, like they all have their, their, their niche and, and for mm-hmm. an athlete, a, a recruit, it's about finding what the best fit is for you. Cause even if, you know, everyone thinks, Oh yeah, John Newell with this this you know great great coach. You might Tennessee might not be a fit for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. But if that isn't the case, then it's like hey, maybe I'm a guy that's thrown 49 feet in the shot out of high school mm-hmm. and 160 in the discus. All of a sudden, you're getting looked at by some mid majors and D two mm-hmm. schools. Then that gets interesting, right? Mm-hmm. So I think obviously, again, one of the most underrated coaches, Nathan Fanger at Kent State. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, Nate. Yeah, yeah, Nate. Yep. Mm-hmm. Dave yeah. Price at East Carolina. Oh, incredible coach. Incredible coach. He's super creative. Good. Oh, Always love going to meets with yeah. Dave because he's just he's like a mad scientist, you mm. know. Um, I think that obviously Judd Judd is like the Godfather. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, it's it's yeah. I mean, the thought of. Yeah. What he what he's done, you yeah. know, consistently. Um, I think Heathcock at uh, uh, William and Mary. I think he's a really good coach. Yes. Yes. Yep. 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 Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, there was one more that's it's just slipping my mind, man. What? Well, well think about it. Um, I just want to reiterate, this is from my point of view, right? There's incredible coaches out there. There, It's hard to, to, to put in top five, right? Like somebody like Ashley Kovac, right? I'm an amazing coach, right? amazing coach. She would go distance for her athletes. And now with her husband, 
I mean, they're throw 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 axe, what they call themselves, right? Throw axe. That's inc- I mean, I, how do you recruit against that, right? The only way I recruit against that is to ask athlete, well, what are you looking for, right? Look, look, are you looking for a school? What kind of major? What kind of group? I never try to persuade athletes, uh, um, the students that I'm recruiting, and guess the school. Yeah. I just ask them, okay, what are you looking for? Well, if you're looking for this, this is what UVA has. This is what we have right now, right? But if they tell me, like, okay, I'm looking to, you know, uh, Tennessee, I'm like, ah, damn it, right? You know, like, okay. Like, I, I would, yeah, I have nothing to say. I had a kid, um, she was looking for high academic school. I'm like, listen, we are high academic school. And she's like, well, Harvard opened, uh, opened up a place for me. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you go to Harvard, right? Like, there was it. Like, there was no conversation. Like, okay, if that's, if Harvard is looking, is opening a spot, you can get in and you want to be a doctor in this particular area. And they're like, hey, you know, this is, yeah. you go, go, right? The, the worst thing, the worst thing you could do is to like trick a kid. Oh my God. Yeah. Into coming. You know, it's, it, 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 I don't think it's ever worked out, you know. It's, it can just backfire multiple mul- trillion times back. <laughs> oh yeah, but yeah, Moff, or sorry, Ashley Kovacs, Kovacs uh, yeah. is, is one that I was thinking of that I forgot. I mean, mm. you think of her starting at Murray State. It's like mm. middle of nowhere in Kentucky and just hustling, and then yeah. going to uh, Western Kentucky yep. and getting legit group work over there, man. You know, so a lot of people see what she has now. And like, oh, you know, it's only because of Joe, but that's oh, it's heck not. No. Heck no, yeah. You know, and yeah, she could develop. Um, and the, with the Big Ten, you kind of get those developmental kids. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll get the good regional kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, out of the state, like everyone in Ohio mm-hmm. wants to go to Ohio State. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. or most of them. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and there's a ton of colleges, ton of D two schools. You mm-hmm. know, so she's having a battle recruiting a kid that's getting full ride offers from every other D2 school yeah, yeah. Um, and not a ton of money invested in, in her group, yeah. which is amazing. And then you have some groups where there's a ton of money invested. Yeah. And still, there's, there's a challenge to that as well. Yeah. Handling all these, you know, mm-hmm. full scholarship kids. And then yeah. what if you get the walk on, it starts throwing farther than the full scholarship kids. Yes. Then yeah. that presents a, another problem. Yeah. You know? Um, but yes, I mean, <clears throat> again, yeah, my opinion, and I'm allowed to have it. You're allowed to have it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, uh, yeah, there's no one like if you said who are the top five worst coaches, I, I couldn't come up with a list. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I, I don't think I don't think anybody's gonna be mad that they were not included in top five for us, right? Like this is just our my opinion from what I'm looking for, your opinion from what you're looking for. Obviously, our, our group's a little different, right? Um, so I think there's, like you said, there's so, so many good coaches out there. And the most important thing is to look what you're, what you think you can fit in, what you're looking for, make sure that you know what you're looking for and you'll, you'll find a good coach there. You can find a great coach who's going to take care of you. There's so many schools where we talked about this, right? And, um, but if I was an athlete looking for it, (laughs) that would be just my choice, right? Or, I mean, I don't know if they have scholarship for me, right? So what if I can't get into that? If, if, if there's too many people at Tennessee, if there's too many people uh, at uh, Cal, right? Like, well, then that's a different question as as, an, as a student you have to ask yourself, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's a great discussion. It's uh, 
if we ever do this again. Oh, we're going to do this. Many we didn't even cover half of the things we have to. <laughs> the ultimate question is what makes a good coach? Mm-hmm. I've been having that conversation since the first year I started coaching. Mm-hmm. And, you know. They, they, what did you see in Jet? Uh, obviously, you have a great respect for Jet. Uh, what did you see in him that made him a great coach? Uh, one, he had the experience. You know, like he he was the athlete. He wasn't great out of out of he was good out of college but he just committed his life to growing yeah um and with a true passion like you 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 walk around him his aura is like even if you don't believe in that stuff you're like this energy that this guy puts off yeah is yeah, so yeah, positive yeah. you know i remember i was saying something negative you know was just in a mood one day and he kind of didn't take any of the bait you know i just wanted to complain or something yeah and it's just like that's not part of his dna he's always looking at the positives right yeah. and he's putting so much energy and confidence into the group that and he's super super knowledgeable he's yeah. he's on a lifelong quest of learning in my opinion yeah yeah, yeah. And, you know it's at times he's gotten a ton of opportunities to go and coach yeah oh big quote-unquote big schools right you know and he's been offered a lot of money but he stays it's like if he's he loves ashland he mm. loves those kids he loves the development he loves the opportunity to truly coach yeah you know because mm. a lot of times when you you get to these higher jobs higher paying jobs mm. it almost feels like it, it, you know the coaching side kind of shifts a little the the, mm. the true out on the practice you know the developmental side um you still have to spend a lot of time with the kids Mm. um but again we talked a lot about you know the the pie yeah yeah yeah. and as a coach you have that as well so yeah um, so true so yeah you know but uh i think with him a knowledgeable about training like and he's not afraid to ask questions you know, and it doesn't matter if you're a new coach or what. If he sees something that someone's doing, he wants to know what are you doing that, and, and like, what are your thoughts? How how'd you come to that? You know, mm. and he'll he's good enough to know how to implement into his mm. system. And again, the results don't lie. Mm. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. I think he's coached more 21 meter weight throwers than any <laughs> other coach in college. I think together, most of us together, man, it's, yeah. it's so impressive, so impressive. So no, that's that's a good topic. If if uh, depending on how long this uh, quarantine goes on, we might Enough. have to get the old band back together. We can, yeah. All, everybody can come together and we can talk. I mean, on Zoom, we can do multiple coaches, right? Yeah. And one of my favorite meets. This is how competitive you were, <clears throat> and how again how it fuels everybody else. You know, you had Chad, incredible guy, and my roommate. We were at. Georgia Tech, and it was very windy. You were throwing hammer. I think you threw a six-to-six that meet. You had the throw, you released, and you were screaming, and the cage starts falling down <laughs> back. And we were like, oh, my God. And you didn't even care. You're like, yeah. You're like looking around. <laughs> the cage is falling down, <laughs> and you're still screaming. Right? And that's that's what we have. We wanted, to, we wanted to throw so hard regardless of what kind of things are flying at us, right? Yeah. No, no it, it, it's uh, – 
kind of funny how you know the time flies and mm. and uh yeah 15 years we had a lot of late night conversations yeah, and yeah. still to this day if i even yeah. if we don't talk for a couple months yes. and we get right back into conversation so we that's pick up, we pick out where we left off i remember i didn't see you for i didn't see you since nationals right i didn't before i saw you the first uh indoor meet and uh my first thing was like, oh, where'd you get those pants? And you're like, oh, you can get it here and here. Like, we're just like, I was, it's like, I saw you like three minutes ago. Right? Well, Joe, oh, yeah. thank you so much, man. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, thanks for doing this too, man. Hopefully, uh, you know, it, it, it helps some high school kids out. It helps out some some coaches and mm -hmm. I think uh, gives us something to stay connected. Yeah. We don't have any sports. Yeah, and then and it's paying forward, right? Like all this experience that we had with coaches who coached us, I think we have obligation to share our knowledge, our experiences like this, so people can see. I think we we owe it to uh, throwing community to continue to continue the the ball rolling, right? Uh, the, the the hammer spinning and <laughs> all that. Uh, thank you, John. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. All right, bye. bye. Right, guys i hope you took some notes i hope you enjoyed it until the next episode take care stay safe and throw far